P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And happy Halloween to everybody. <laughs> this episode is, well, I guess this episode will come out November it's, yeah, 1st, but it's, it's close November. to Halloween. <laughs> we'll count it. I know. We sort of had a thematic week last week talking about scary movies and stuff and all the ones I won't watch and all the ones you love. So it feels like we were in the spirit of things and yes. we kind of should have planned better for this one, I guess. But Well, I have a lot of like Halloween themed stories to bring up. Oh. So so maybe that'll that'll play oh, into perfect. it a little bit. Yes. But. That's great. I know. I was I was happy to see your costume. We you've been like not teasing it, but every year you're basically thinking about your Halloween costume. And so last I heard you were like growing your hair out or you wouldn't cut it because you were waiting for Halloween. Yes. Yes. I <laughs> love Halloween. It's like my favorite holiday. And for me, it's like the perfect, I feel like I could be a very weird cosplayer person if I like let myself, <laughs> but I have to rein that in. So I just channel yeah. all of that into like my Halloween costume every year. So did you know you were who you were going to be like yes. when you said you weren't going to cut your hair or were you just trying to like keep options open? Well, so last year I was Hermione, which wasn't it was the flawless. reason why I was growing out my hair, but like I yeah. had the long hair. So I was like, okay, Hermione. And I had been yeah. thinking like, okay, so for this year, if I'm going to cut my hair, I want to like be able, I want to use that in a Halloween costume because like, when are you going right. to be able to cut your hair in a weird way? Yeah. So yeah. I was like, and probably maybe like last January, I had the idea like, oh, I should go with Steve from Stranger Things because he has this weird like <laughs> mullet type thing. So I'll just like wait and then cut my hair for that costume, which is what I did. I was like planning Perfect. it, you know, for like months. I got a baseball bat <laughs> and was like hot gluing pipe cleaners to it to make it look like nails. And <laughs> I actually. Was my like favorite part of the costume, which I don't think anybody has picked up on except for me, was when I was Googling uh, or like on Amazon, I was looking for like a gray like bomber jacket because that's what he's wearing in one of the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I Googled it and one popped up and I was like the first thing that popped up. I was like, oh, this looks like almost exactly like it. Like, this is perfect. I'll just get this. It was really cheap. And then as I was looking at it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the exact same jacket that he's wearing in the TV oh. show. Like, clearly, <laughs> the Netflix people were, like, Googling, like, cheap gray bomber jacket and bought the same exact thing as I did. So I was excited about that. That is amazing. Congratulations. It looked great. Oh, Are you wearing it to work tomorrow? I am not. Um, <laughs> you know... The Like the last couple years, I have cobbled together like bad Halloween costumes so that I can get the cheap Chipotle burrito on actual Halloween oh, yeah. and then wear them to work. But nobody else in my office dresses up for Halloween. And then I feel <laughs> weird. And they and people come in the office and they're like, oh, I forgot it was Halloween and sort of give me weird <laughs> looks. So I was like, and weird. this year, it used to be that the burrito was only a dollar at Chipotle. This year, it's four dollars. <laughs> and I'm sort of like, uh, a four dollar Chipotle burrito burrito for like having to think up these costumes. I was like, no, it's not worth it. I give up. Yeah, Chipotle is never worth it. That's the honest truth. Stop well, going for a Chipotle. dollar it is. <laughs> you know, for a dollar, a lot of things know. are worth it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's good, though. I'm glad you're growing up, you know, realizing cost and worth and all that. It's really mature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah, are, yeah. Did, 
I saw you in like a witch's costume, which looked, you know, like uh like a, we got five <laughs> minutes, let's throw this together kind of thing. Are it you doing exactly. a more in depth? <laughs> uh, no, so I when I lived in New York, my friends and I would throw a Halloween dance party, Rager, and it was so much fun. And so I'd dress up for that. But since moving here, I haven't really had like an event to plan for. So it's sort of like, what am I gonna do? Put on a costume and just like stand in my apartment, you know? So I well, don't why really do have you plans. throw another rager, you know? Like, because, well, you know, I don't have that many, the same social circle, let's say. There's not as many people who come <laughs> to a rager here, you know? <laughs> My social circle has dwindled to those with kids and bedtimes and, oh and such. So it That's goes, depressing. you know? I know. That is, ugh. <laughs> But some of them are listening, and I love them. So it's 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 fun. It's good. <laughs> and baby costumes are very cute, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's cute. But I was excited to see all the different celebrity costumes. I don't know if you keep up with them or care about them or notice them. Oh but yes. there were some good oh, ones. Yes. There, I liked, there were. Um, I liked um, uh, Joe Jonas's costume. He oh yes, one of the Starks who he's married to. Yes, so that Sansa. Was cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Couples goals there, and then I don't know who else really stuck out. I mean, I like Sarah Highland because she's dating Wells Adams from The Bachelor, and they went in a couple's costume where she was dressed as a taco and he was dressed as. Belle from Beauty and the Beast. So together they were <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> Oh my gosh, dear Lord. <laughs> Did you see the, my favorite costume I think was Nina Dobrev's costume. Did you see that? Oh yeah, that was good. She was dressed up as a star is born. So she was like a yeah. baby star. But the best part was that like across the front of her costume, she had this big sign that said campaigning for an Oscar. And I was like, <laughs> stick it yeah. to him. Yeah. <laughs> Just call there him right go. out. Yeah. <laughs> But has there been any other um, celebrity news? Should we get into it? Can you uh, tell me something I don't know? Or I have I have two separate stories that both relate to celebrities and poor Halloween costume choices. Oh wow! So, Look at that. Yeah. Um. So I I guess probably slightly older. I think this probably <laughs> happened about the same time as our last week's recording came out but not quite in time for us to have talked about it mm-hmm. is the whole like megan kelly blackface halloween um, costume debacle did yeah. you follow this story <laughs> of course yeah yeah i noticed that happening yeah it was a it was a mess a hot mess so megan kelly was basically she's on like the today show which seems so strange to me and such like a horrible like like why right. did they hire she has, her? Like, her own hour. why is she yeah. there yeah it's, it's very like strange. her own talk show yeah and it's done it's been... very poorly there's been a yeah. lot of weird incidences where like celebrities she's asking them weird questions there was that whole thing with like jane fonda's botox earlier this <laughs> like there's lots of things but anyways yeah. they were at this round table where they were like let's talk about halloween costumes or whatever and somebody brought yeah. up an all like, white panel fyi yes 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 as megan kelly's yeah. panels i would imagine usually are yeah and and she was like I don't I don't understand what's the problem if you wear blackface on Halloween. Like when we were kids, everybody wore blackface <laughs> on Halloween. And yeah. I think everyone on the panel and everyone watching was like, 
oh oh no oh no 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 like like yeah. like and then she was and then she just continued to bury herself by saying like i don't see what the issue is like I, you know if i want to go as you know Whoopi goldberg or whoever like i can <laughs> just like continue to say horrible thing after horrible thing yeah. and then after the show rightly the network was like um yeah you can't say that like it doesn't matter what <laughs> your weird beliefs are like it is wrong to do blackface right. under like any circumstances yeah, and so then she there. came on the show <laughs> and was like crying and got a standing ovation from all of these like strategically <laughs> like really placed people of color in the audience she's like, yes yeah. <laughs> she's like waiting waiting for yes. them to start clapping and then waiting yeah. for them to start standing yeah you couldn't see the applause sign, but there definitely was one, like, off screen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then, thankfully, what is it, NBC, I think, or ABC, whichever mm-hmm. network that she's on, yeah. they um, are now firing her. But as because of her contract, they have to pay her $96 million as, like, a severance package. They have to, like, buy out, basically, <laughs> yeah. the remainder of yeah. her contract. It was a it was a seventy million dollar count contract that they still owed her. So yeah, she yeah. walked away with uh, quite a pretty penny. And it's like, hmm, that's not a bad strategy, you know? Like I know. Just go stir up some drama in your first half of your show, get fired, walk away with the whole paycheck. It's it's a good And not have to work for several years. Like <laughs> yeah. she could be making more money yeah. doing other things now because she has all this free time. <laughs> I know. I know. It was sort of interesting to me because I like saw all this and I didn't think she'd get fired, I guess. I feel like she said so much dumb stuff and really tone deaf stuff. And they knew exactly who they were hiring. Like this is the woman who was upset because people wanted a black Santa. And like she was like she said so many racist things that this didn't even like phase me. And so I was kind of like surprised that they went so they were like so abrupt about canceling because she had that one last show to apologize and then they just ran reruns and then a week later they're like yeah she's gone and i was like whoa wow well that's good but i don't think anyone on her network liked her i think they were just waiting for the chance to kick her out oh yeah no well i mean people (laughs) who were on the today show kind of came out and were like yeah that was a horrible thing she said like immediately (laughs) there was no there was no cagey like well she's part of the family and i don't want to it was like like (laughs) al worker was like nope that was bad like (laughs) we don't like her like you know I know. Uh, it was, yeah. I mean, it's night. It's over, right? So maybe she'll disappear for a few years and we'll have some peace and quiet <laughs> from the Megyn Kelly days. I'm sure that she'll show back up someplace because, <laughs> like, there are some people who yeah. are obsessed with her. But, I mean, good riddance. I know. Um, I was pretty sad about another news story that came out. Um, I had meant to bring this up last week as well. But there was this photo that went kind of viral of Justin Bieber on a park bench eating a burrito. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I really fell for it because I don't love Justin except like I respect his music. But I was like, of course, he's this freak who eats a burrito from the middle out. And like everyone was posting about it, like Chrissy Teigen posted about it. Everyone was like talking about it. And then it turned out we all got duped by this YouTube channel and I just felt lied to and betrayed and, you know, it was just so messed up. (laughs) I took it really personally. But it was pretty funny. I mean, they just like had this guy, they hired a lookalike, they like flew him out. He's like a known lookalike, I guess. And they flew him out, dressed him up and set him on this park bench and like just made this 
<laughs> to a video, this photo go viral. And it just it just goes to show how fake the world we're living in is, you know? It's it's masterful, though. I mean, I think this <laughs> is the type of thing that really gets into people's mind. And then they assume yeah. that all of these other celebrity things could also be stunts <laughs> because something like this is. So right. I'm really happy that these kind of things happen every now and again, <laughs> just so that we can always be, you know, like, oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe all of Kanye's thing is all just a stunt <laughs> and he's going to come out with an amazing yeah. album and like, oh, we're going to all be proven wrong. You know, I like having... Yeah. that in like your back pocket yeah for sure definitely maybe justin bieber paid them to get them to stop talking about how he's the reason selena's in rehab again you know like wait selena's in rehab again well no i like, didn't know she was ever not, like, in rehab alcoholism rehab i mean like she just like a mental she just took a break she just went to oh. a happy place to to get some mental support and help there so <laughs> Good and there her. were all these stories about him being the reason because he supposedly got married. I think he got married officially, but the rumor was he got married and he felt bad. So maybe he hired this YouTube channel to get the press to talk about something else for once. And it worked. But I like it. <laughs> so another, ho- my other Halloween story, which I'll bring up. Yeah. In this, in the similar vein, yeah. uh, Sean White was brought under <laughs> criticism before going as the character Simple Jack uh, yeah. from the movie Tropic Thunder, which I love the movie Tropic Thunder. It's I find it so funny. But moral of the story is, if you are getting dressed up for Halloween, you should not go as somebody who is either mentally disabled or of another race where you wear dark makeup to try to look like them. Yeah. If you want to go... Uh, out on Halloween as Beyonce, just like wear a Beyonce like uh, dress and don't, <laughs> you know, try to like put on a lot of bronzer. So that's well, you know, a little tidbit yeah, for all of you. I know. That's a fair point. I think it seems pretty straightforward to me on how to not offend people on Halloween. But I did dress up as Pocahontas once as a five year old. So what do I know? You know? <laughs> well, as I think as a five year old, we all get a pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know any better. And there was no makeup involved. It was just an outfit. So, but yeah, we all learn from our mistakes. We all figure that out. I just, it's just such a messy holiday. Every year, I think this is the year where where there won't be a story about someone messing up. But every year, there's just someone else. (laughs) Well, the thing that I really can't understand is the celebrity of it all. I mean, I can yeah. understand if like I screw like come up with a weird Halloween costume and go out as, you know, right. uh, I don't know, Keenan Thompson and and it's a bad <laughs> look. But oh I don't understand how if you're a celebrity and like you are not coming up with your costume like like other people <laughs> are helping you with it and then uh, like yeah. your stylist and your publicist and stuff are knowing what you're doing and you're going to a party that you know is going to have paparazzi at it how no one along the way is like maybe don't go with simple jack you know like maybe don't go in blackface these seem like obvious things to me i know they're just surrounded by yes men you know so it's hard i I, just think i guess no one everyone thinks they're above the above the fray but they're all just messy people (laughs) speaking (laughs) of messy people though um I was sad to see she became relevant again, but
But it's uh, time to update everyone on uh, Lena Dunham. <laughs> your friend and mine, Lena. <laughs> I know. What I a know. Gem. The gift that keeps on giving. Just the worst news. But she, I was on Twitter and I saw this story that was like Steven Spielberg and J.J. Abrams hi, like bring on Lena Dunham to write the story of a Syrian refugee. Nope. And I was like, <laughs> I was like nope. Who, who thought this was a good idea? Like any of this, like why is this the whitest team of people I've ever seen working on a film about a Syrian refugee? And why Lena Dunham? You know, like of all the female writers out there, like has she proven herself to be a good writer for film or for no. stories of minorities? No. Like, I just don't, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. I just, I don't know how it's going to go well for anyone involved. It just seems like a really disaster of a project from the get go. I mean, I feel like I can make a prediction right now that in <laughs> yeah. like, that in like a couple months we hear that this project has, you know, been sidelined or Steven Spielberg is like <laughs> working on something else or JJ. Like, there's no way that this is going through. Like, they <laughs> thought 100% like Steven Spielberg was like, oh, I want to make a story about immigration and refugees because like that's an important story to tell. And like mm-hmm. it is, but you know, what, like maybe somebody else yeah. should tell. But, but either way, like good for him for thinking that. That is something that needs to be out there in the world. And then, like, who are you going to hire? Oh, J.J. Abrams, big name. (laughs) Like, can't hurt to have him on the thing. And then they were looking around for writers. And this is where I don't understand what happened. Like, why out of all of the people that you could choose did you pick Lena Dunham? She's not a refugee. She doesn't have, like, connections (laughs) to refugees. She's not a good writer. She's I don't know. I don't think so. She's in like a real hot mess in a lot of different situations. Her newsletter just <laughs> yeah. ended because of like creative strife between her and her like partner <laughs> in the endeavor. It, it all seems bad. I don't know why you would put she's her on there. Mess. But I think yeah. now that the two of them are like, oh, shoot, like she's bad news. It's <laughs> going like, to be like, people let's don't like just. Her. <laughs> Yeah, let's just quietly, like, eliminate this project. Because there's so many things <laughs> that know. get announced as, like, a movie deal, a TV deal, yeah. and then you never hear about them again. And this will be I one know. of those. This movie will never come out. Yeah, which is too bad because it's a great, like, story. It's about this. It's a nonfiction book written by uh, a white journalist. But it's about a Syrian refugee who's, like, stranded in open water with her two children for, like, days in the ocean. And so it's, like... It's should it's great. Like the, these stories should be on film. They could be done really powerfully. I just don't know if this is like the team I would trust that with. And I don't even know if it like obviously I would hope that they'd involve Syrians in writing this story and creating it. But it's not even like like if they're gonna go for big name people, like I get it. I can understand that argument, but why Lena? You know, like that's just the question at the heart Shelby, of Shelby, she's not a racist. <laughs> when she used the N word, it was a joke. It was a joke, yeah. Shelby. You didn't understand that? It was like a it was I like know. a funny thing. I know. She used and, it in you a know, funny way. Yeah, she wants to screw Drake, so she can't be racist, right? Didn't she say that? Right. Once? It's like hello. I feel like she probably did. She, uh, <laughs> she definitely uh, did. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, Lena but Dunham. anyways hopefully she does just take this and sits on it and disappears for a while and we don't have to bring her up for a little bit fingers ah, crossed <laughs> praise be um did you have any other news 
I mean, not really. The only other thing that I had was that I liked Harry Styles' Elton John Halloween costume, and that oh, is yeah. literally all that I have. <laughs> Do you have another story? It's a great one. Well, this is important. I feel like um, it's something we've touched on previously, but Cardi Ooh. B and Nicki Minaj were back oh, at yes. it again. I don't know if you mm-hmm. followed this. It was a real disaster um, last night. Everyone just like went at each other um, because I guess... I don't know how it started, but they got in this like cat fight because Cardi was like, oh, I would have been on Little Mix's new song that Nikki was on. And then and then Nikki was like, you're a liar. And then Cardi posted like 10 videos to Instagram about how Nikki's the liar. And then people were like celebrities were liking different things like Ariana liked something in support of Nikki and Little Mix was like sorry Cardi you got this one wrong like we always wanted to be with the queen even though everyone knows Beyonce is the queen but whatever oh yeah yes so anyways goes without saying (laughs) it ended with Nikki posting on Instagram being like enough of this drama like nothing but positivity now and then Cardi commented on it it was like all right yeah let's do positive things going forward so it just feels sort of like childish and I feel like it has to kind of I feel like maybe this is just Justin Bieber burrito gate yes. all over again and they're just gonna do a collab and it'll and it'll be amazing and everyone will be like wow they really made nice didn't they and so the cynic in me is like this doesn't feel real anymore you know <laughs> it'll be like that Kanye Taylor Swift collab that we're waiting for <laughs> yeah. that one felt a little more real to me but But I see what you mean. (laughs) But they're just, I mean, it just came to a point where I'm just like, you know, I think they're both better than this or they should be. They're adults. Are they They just need to grow up. Are they? I mean, I sort of feel (laughs) like rappers are uh, (laughs) like, like part of the culture of rap is like dissing other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I sort of think that a lot of rappers are kind of like a little bit petty and shady, which is great because <laughs> that is see, my greatest um, uh, trait. But <laughs> yeah, I actually saw did, is Drake, is he beefing with Jerule or something? Is that the Oh, beef, with somebody or another. I can't remember. I heard it, that so he bought like 200 tickets to Jerule's concert just so it would be like semi-empty. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was amazing. See, super petty. Yes, um, that's great, and that and that's why I think we all appreciate Nicki Minaj and Cardi <laughs> B is because they are that petty of people, and so like I yeah. think this squabble is one hundred percent real. <laughs> and to be fair, well, it's, it's only now. good publicity for them. Well, I, I mean, know. until until they both get invited to something and Cardi B throws her shoe at Nicki Minaj again. <laughs> Yeah, I know. They're they're a hot mess, but we got to love them. You know, they're both doing great things and I still love most of their some of their music, I guess. So oh, it's yeah. good stuff. I'm all about good it. stuff all around. Mm-hmm. But I'm excited to talk about um, what we really came here to talk about, which oh, yeah. is the uh, fall TV lineup. We really we really screwed ourselves over with this challenge, I think. <laughs> But we decided a while ago that it'd be fun to do like a roundup of all the new network television shows and like review them and talk about them and rank them. And so we decided to watch them and you made the list of the shows we'd watch. And I thought, oh, like ABC, NBC, how many shows could there be? There were 16. 
new television <laughs> shows to watch. And not many of them were at all good, let alone rewatchable. <laughs> but <laughs> here we are. Uh, yeah. So we each watched the first, the pilot episode of 16 new network <laughs> television shows and ranked yeah. them. And then, yes. so we each ranked them separately. I sent my ranking to Shelby. Shelby yes. averaged them together to create a <laughs> P.S. You're Wrong master ranking, which I yes. am not aware of at all. So I don't know where these are falling in. And we're just going to yeah. count them down from 16 to 1 so that you can learn which ones of these shows <laughs> to avoid and which like yeah. one or two you might be interested in watching if you it have a lot of free time. could be worth checking out. No guarantees because I barely... Did you watch... Did you end up going back to any? I'm just curious. You don't have to say which ones yet, but... So, so there were... I will say this. <laughs> I found more of these watchable than I thought I was going to. <laughs> like, I thought that oh there was gosh. probably going to be, like, 12 that oh. I was just like, no. And I would say there that there were. was, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that there's probably, like, like eight or nine that, like... Oh, my if they gosh. Were, that if they were on in, like, a waiting room <laughs> somewhere, like, I would watch and be semi-into. Yeah. There's, if, 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 like, if Fixer Upper version 17,000, whatever they have is oh, on the waiting room, you're watching that. You know, see, like, that's not a that's not a measuring stick. It's, well, like, but, anything's watchable in that scenario. But hot take, like, I hate, like, cooking <laughs> shows and, and like, fixer-upper shows and say yes to the rest. Like, none yeah. of those are exciting to me. I would watch almost everything on this list over any of those. <laughs> Like, I okay. like a story, even yeah. if it's bad. But but there's one or two that I was sort of like, maybe I should, like, watch some more episodes of this you because I was kind fan. of digging it. But I didn't yet. Yeah. But I might. Okay. So we'll okay. see. Yeah, no, I've got to be honest. So looking at your list, I was sort of like, WTF, Matt? Like, honestly, <laughs> do we have to, like, have a sit-down moment, like an intervention about television? Like, no. I understand you don't watch The Office, but I don't know what your metric for good television is. Like, it was sort of alarming to me. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> and then I remembered, oh, wait, this is the guy who applies to be on Big Brother and Survivor every year. So... Wow. I just feel like maybe <laughs> maybe our ideas of good television are, are starkly different. Because I think they are. I think they are. Just looking at this list. Well well, we I mean, we will get into the ranking, Shelby. But I <laughs> but I just want to say up front that I mean, I feel like I have very good taste. Things that I like get <laughs> nominated for emmys all of the time so like maybe maybe i'm just more you know of the people than you are and can relate <laughs> okay. to things that people might want to watch on network television yeah i uh i don't know i looked up some of the nielsen ratings so i think i know which what the people are watching and well how well 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 well, well uh, we <laughs> The Nielsen rankings on like on on pilot episodes is very subjective because then you know they can raise and lower a lot in the upcoming seasons yeah, based on yeah, quality. For sure. But before we actually get into the rankings, I feel like we should talk a little bit just about the process of network TV and network TV pilots <laughs> in case our yeah. audience listeners do not know how these come to be. Okay, yeah, please walk us through it. I don't know if I trust you, but 
<laughs> but go for I it. I have great taste. Well, I mean, clearly the <laughs> network executives picked these shows. So, I mean, I'm on their wavelength in some level yeah, more than a, you are. That's not a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> So basically every summer, a call goes out and it's like anybody who wants to, I mean, maybe maybe not exactly anybody, but like (laughs) network television gets hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like pilot ideas and pilot scripts for TV shows. And they like Mm -hmm. sort through them. And network TV is ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and sort of the CW kind of. It's like a, (laughs) it's like a, it's like network adjacent. So we're counting them in this case, but they get all these pi- they get all these like pilot scripts they narrow it down to like a you know handful that they feel like we want to we want to give you a chance to like make one episode of the show the pilot and so in january the networks announce like these are the 15 shows that we are giving pilot episodes too and so it's called pilot season and all of the like anybody who's an actor anybody who's anybody like flies out to la and auditions for all of these different pilots and each one basically gets to make one episode and the networks look at them all and decide which ones they want to add to their lineup based on that one episode and which ones they want to get rid of so it's interesting there's all of these like stories about shows that only made this pilot and then it was terrible and it like got eliminated (laughs) so the fact that it gets to like being on tv (laughs) is really miraculous because it is out of like hundreds of hundreds of ideas that these shows were selected Miraculous is an interesting word because it sort of just speaks for me to the decline of network television that this is the sampling of 2018. And I mean, that's been the joke for a long time is that network TV just isn't good anymore. But and it's like true. It's like hard to compete with the more artsy, better you know, developed HBO shows, even Netflix, like there's a lot going on outside of network television now. And so it's sort of just devolved a little bit, which is too bad because some of my favorite, like all time greatest TV shows have been network television. Like what, what are some of your, like, I'm curious, like what, what would your like top three network TV shows be? Well, I mean, it's tough because like back in the day, network was really all that they all that there was. I mean, like right. even in even in the early two thousands, you like the biggest shows were all on network TV. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like Lost is a. I feel like Lost mm-hmm. is sort of like the end of like great it network TV great. for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. So I love it's Lost. So um, but I think sitcoms still there's a lot of like decent ish yeah. sitcoms that are still like floating around like I, right like i loved the middle which just ended um like uh parks and rec uh mm-hmm. community was on <laughs> yeah some people like the office community <laughs> was on network tv yeah, like ugly betty i don't know you know there's yeah. like random things that there's are on there. what lot, are some yeah. of your favorites i mean definitely lost i think I love The Office. I think it's a great TV show. But more recently, I mean, I think Blackish is sort of sputtering now, but it was oh, really yeah. good when it first came out. And mm-hmm. then new for me, I really have enjoyed Superstore, which is is just a couple years old. I think it's in it's in its third season, right? Maybe it's fourth season actually. But it's the good just place fairly recent. Is network. Yeah, the good place is a big one these days. This is so us. there are some. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then a million <laughs> procedurals exists. like Chicago Fire, <laughs> yeah. Criminal Minds, yeah. CSI, Las Vegas right. Three, you know, all of those are on network television <laughs> yeah. as well. 
And you have all of Shonda Rhimes shows. And oh yeah, Ugh, <laughs> Shonda Rhimes. That's and <laughs> yeah. that's a whole nother. Yeah, I can do an episode some that on are that. still lingering. Some that are finding like it's interesting to watch some of these Netflix net network shows kind of their ebb and flow because you do have Shonda Rhimes and you know Grey's Anatomy has been a huge show for years but it's on the decline and her new shows haven't been like you know scandal ended how to to get away with murder hasn't been doing so well so it's interesting kind of seeing this balance that's sort of shifting in network and like what people want and you can see from this year's list there's a lot of like copycat shows and it's interesting to see which ones have found their audiences and which ones aren't and it's sort of like the networks must be struggling to kind of figure out what people will sit down and actually sit through because it's not it's not a lot you know well and another interesting thing about network tv is for whatever reason their schedule requires Mm -hmm. tv shows to basically do 22 episodes a year so we're like HBO or Netflix, you know, can have these shows that are like shorter or shows that are longer. Basically, network, you have to do 22 episodes, which is a lot and a lot of episodes to like sustain yourself. I mean, if you've had like six seasons on network TV, that's like hundreds of episodes where if you've had six seasons on, you know, uh, Netflix, that could be like 25 episodes. You know, I mean, it's just such so much longer and so much more space to fill. And basically, when they pick or when networks in May at the upfronts like announce which shows they're going to, which pilots they're going to put on air, then in the summer they make like the first few episodes, but they don't mm-hmm. make the full 22. And then as they start airing in the fall, networks decide whether they want to either like cut the show or order more episodes <laughs> of the show and extend it I to know. a full season. So that's always <laughs> lots of drama as like shows are having bad ratings and the stars in the show are like, please watch me, watch me, watch me. Like, I don't want to get cut. I don't want to get cut Uh. (laughs) yeah i know but it's i checked today and there haven't been any cancellations yet for these fall shows so i honestly when i saw the lineup i was like half of these are going to be canceled by the time we record this episode like it's not going to be worth it I thought so too. And the ones that ha- and like more than half of these I think have already been picked up for a full season, right. which seems ludicrous to me. And then also <laughs> they're not necessarily the ones that I well, maybe this goes to the fact that I have weird taste, <laughs> but they're not yes. things that I was like this like this needs to be picked up. And also right. on average most networks only hold over like two shows from the previous year that like get continued. So you have to think that of the 16 of these if there's four networks i guess that's eight shows that they're going to hold over so half of these are not going to make it through to next year at least (laughs) and cbs has about 12 of these so that i I mean with for them (laughs) like really i just i feel like too though they have to have something on the air you know like they have to fill these hour slots at on like weekday nights and even sunday nights so it's interesting to think like are they just like, well, we've got nothing better, so might as well keep this going. But I mean, it's crazy because like the Big Bang Theory is one I've hated from the beginning. I never got oh, into yes. it, but it has Ugh. a huge audience. It like it like takes like a huge like metrics. Like it's just like a huge huge body of people watch the show, love the show, still watch it. These actors are making millions an episode it's just crazy to me so i'm just like how does this happen because i feel like 
if I had seen the first episode of Big Bang, I would have been like, yeah, no, get rid of this. This is garbage, you know? Well, and people do, like, people think that network TV is dead. But if you look at network TV viewership numbers in comparison to, Mm -hmm. like, cable or premium cable or even Netflix, like, they are significantly higher. I mean, like, the number of people who watch Survivor every week is, like, eight or nine million people, which is, like, mind-blowing in comparison to things that you think, like, everybody watches, you know, like, uh, House of Cards or whatever. But when you compare the numbers, it's, like... Survivors like six, seven, eight times more people than watch some of these other shows that you think everybody's watching. I know. I was like, I, cause yeah, when I think of network television, I think of like, oh, this is us and Modern Family and like these TV shows. But I was looking at Nielsen ratings and I'd never really understood them. And I, you know, cause a lot of them were like, oh, this has a 2.1 rating, this has a 1.3 rating. And I was like, what does that mean? And it's the percent of Americans watching the show. So it's like, of all the TVs in America, which ones are tuned to this? And it's 1% is tuned to X, 10, 2% is tuned to this. And that's like, that seems really low to me, but that's the reg, that's the usual for these sort of like network television shows until you get to these really random ones. Like the Big Bang Theory has like 17 and then you have Survivor that has like 40 and it's just like, whoa, I did not know people were still watching American Idol, you know, and The Voice and all these yeah. weird like, these weird shows I thought people had given up on, but they're still holding on. And so it is sort of funny that these are actually the bottom of the barrel, like as far as viewership goes. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's very crazy. But I mean, if you think about it, like my grandparents watch survivor every week, <laughs> like they have watched it for however many seasons. I think there's lots of people who like aren't on social media. They're like an older yeah. demographic who is watching a lot of TV and it's not, like premium yeah. stuff. It's like they're watching yeah. Criminal Minds every week. They are watching <laughs> like NYPD Blue or, you know, whatever else is on there. I know. Well, maybe there are some shows here we can recommend. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so excited. I have no I have no idea what like what this ranking is. And I and I'm I excited know. to see what you thought about these yeah. shows and what I thought about <laughs> these shows. I know. We'll start off. So we're going from the worst to the best. So starting at yes. number 16 to number one. And it's a softball one. I think I think we'll both understand this one because ranked in at the worst of the bunch is Manifest from NBC. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I know. Poor Manifest. I know. <laughs> I think this might be my fault because I ranked it the very last for me. You had it a couple of spots higher, but I just felt like it was the worst in every way. It was bad acting, bad script, bad story, bad graphics, bad everything. But maybe you could give a little spiel about what what Manifest tried to be. Yeah, I had it at number 13 (laughs) out of 16, which again is not great. Uh, (laughs) I really wanted to like this. This was one of the ones that like on on looking at the I think this might have been the first one that I watched like on looking at the list I was like ooh this will be exciting it's these people who are on a plane they think nothing is like going wrong they just hit some turbulence but when the plane lands they realize they're two years into the future dun 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 yeah which sounds exciting I was like ooh like new version of Lost like get me on get me on board with this very thirsty yeah but the acting was so bad and the (laughs) writing was so terrible it was like very cringy I gave yeah. I moved it up a couple of spots because at least it was like attempting to do something remotely interesting where some right. of the things I have lower are like bland as all get out. <laughs> 
But yeah. And then yeah. and then the thing that I didn't know, I couldn't understand about this is like, it's one of several shows this year that are really hammering home the message of like, everything happens for a reason. Like uh, everything, there's a grand design to everything. And sort of like yeah. very heavily messaged in this show is like the Bible verse from Jeremiah about how like... <laughs> I don't know what's it like uh like uh, basically like God has everything planned like he knows everything <laughs> that's going on that's a paraphrase that's and, right. I forgot and like and like that verse is mentioned a number of times in the show there's like a pillow that has that embroidered on it <laughs> the number of the verse is the number of the flight in like a weird like creepy lost yeah. takeoff thing and I, I was like know. is this base like is this like a very very heavily messaged christian show not that (laughs) not that there's anything wrong with that but i felt like it was a strange choice for network television to be like you know what we need we need like an explicitly christian sci-fi show (laughs) yeah i mean it's interesting because it clearly is a knockoff of lost they're trying to recapture lost which lost did have a lot of symbolism it was very like neo-spiritual and i don't know if it was as abrupt but it was like there was a lot of talk of destiny good versus evil all that stuff but it was just like so on the head here it was just like it was just beat into you and that was my problem with it is it's like there was no subtlety like they were just so desperate to show off all their cards that they didn't like give any of the any of the weirdness time to breathe and like and that's what I loved about Lost, right? Like the the pilot episode of Lost is one of the greatest episodes of television yes. ever made. And it starts mm. off as like, oh, it's just an it's just a plane crash and then it ends with this huge moment where you're like, wait, there's something bigger here. And it's like then the rest of the series is focused on these characters, it's focused on this like journey they're on without it ever being like, oh, what's the next splashy thing we can make them do and survive and whatever. Whereas this was like it starts out, they like never really talk, like everything just sort of settles back into normal. And then this girl just like gets these premonitions where her mind oh, yes. is telling her <laughs> in like this really Let dramatic, breathy Let voice. Them go. Set them free. Oh yeah, set, set them, them free. free. <laughs> and, uh. and then it turns out everyone had this and then they it just like it was just like it's too so weird. weird. It's so And bad. it just wasn't good and it just felt like they didn't have control over where it would go and I didn't trust them to really explore that in a nuanced no. way. And so I was just like, no, like get out of here. And it had the guy from that um magical fairy tale series I'm forgetting the name of. Oh, um, um uh, uh, uh Once Upon a Time. What, st- yeah, Once Upon a Time. So Is it has it? Prince Charming. I never from watched that. that. I know it was it was like okay it was okay for like the first half of the first season and then it just whoa so he wasn't great and then all the characters were bad and no one was like talking to each other which was yeah to me I feel like there would have been a lot more talking about this weird thing that just happened but there wasn't and it was just sort of it was bad it was a hot mess so I would just say don't bother yeah but yep, that's a hard, I'm pretty hard sure it got picked up for the full. Yes. It was ordered it for did. a 16 episode it season. It did. It did. I Which know. I was, <laughs> but I was like a little confused about this. So it was like they had ordered 13, they extended it to 16. I don't know if that means like the season is going to be 16 or they like didn't yeah. want to order the full 22 yet. So they just added a couple more for like, <laughs> like a budget we'll reason. A few more. No, I think they said it was the full season. Oh, okay. It'll just so, be a short one. 
interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Another <laughs> thing to like think about when these networks are like picking up a show or not is that they really don't want like they've already invested a lot of money in these. Right. So sometimes they're a little bit slow to cancel shows if the shows are expensive to make just because yeah. they're like, well, like maybe it'll like maybe we'll pull something together, especially like if they think, oh, like the later half of this season is really where things take off. Right. They might <laughs> like let it go a season and then cancel it like further on in the year. So yeah. I don't know, but I think this so is we'll this see. is not coming back for season two. It that's cannot. a fir- that's I would a strong be prediction. Yeah, <laughs> no but way. Then next on our list, um, in a different direction, we have CBS Magnum PI, uh, which <laughs> which uh, is where you put it. I think is second to last, and yes. I was just one above. But it was so. This is a reboot. It's um, a reboot. It was an old show from the 80s, I think. And so, yeah, this is about some ex-military guy who's a private investigator in Hawaii. And uh, I don't know. It's just like... It was so... (laughs) <laughs> like blase to watch. I don't even like, know how to explain it. I mean, right. one, it would looked super expensive. Like of these yeah. shows, this one looked very expensive. They have people yeah. jumping out of sh- ships in the outer space, like things yeah. blowing up. It's there's shot in Hawaii. Of, like there's these mansions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I could not have been more bored the entire time watching it. Like I, I could not. If you asked me to recount like the plot of this episode, there's no. no way that I could tell you. I was so bored, out of my mind. It's just a bunch of like ex-military there's a drug dealer <laughs> there's a car crash like mad yeah. libs of like things in an action movie and Ugh. a lot of voiceover like a too oh, much yeah. voiceover and i think so it might much. be like so i didn't watch the original so i don't know how much is just like paying homage to the original i know there were a lot of like hark backs to, like his car or whatever but it was just like cheesy and too much voiceover for me. I was just like, okay, show, don't tell. First class yes, being yes, like, yes. just please go back, try again. But I I think it's had a rough go too. I don't think many people are, are watching it, but it got a full season order. Yes, it also got a full season. Despite the fact, <laughs> it started with 8 million viewers and it has been like, hemorrhaging (laughs) majorly in the last couple episodes i think it might be down to four now which is like not great i I do think this though speaks to this idea of like the a trend in network tv of like okay if we can't think of something new that's good let's go back and reboot something that has worked in the past so they've done this like in a couple of different ways where they either get the whole old cast and have them come back like a Will and Grace or Roseanne, mm-hmm. R.I.P. or um, even um, what's the one from this year? That Murphy, uh, Brown. Met Murphy Brown. Or mm-hmm. they completely redo it, which they like um, Hawaii Five O uh, <laughs> was like that. And that yeah. has been successful. MacGyver, they did that too. And I think that is still up in the air. So that's clearly what they're aiming for here. But I, I don't right. see this lasting very long either. I know. And it's just like, again, it's it's been overdone. You know, if I want to watch some cheesy, like, I don't even know what it is. He's like a he's like a private investigator solving crimes. But he's also like, I don't know. He's involved in stuff because he's ex-military. And it's just like, I, it just seems like something I've seen before. And it's just not it's not different enough to feel worth investing in. OK, if they are rebooting any sh- <laughs> like like. Network TV comes to you. They're like one can't like one dead old show. We are rebooting. (laughs) 
what do you want them to like do again? Oh no, I don't know. I I feel like I haven't watched like I I don't know. Honestly, nothing. Yeah, I don't have like any old stuff, and all the rebooted stuff I just end up thinking isn't good. So it's like just leave it alone. Go to the drawing board and think of something new. That's my advice. (laughs) Do you have one you wish they'd try on? Um, I don't know. After I was asked you that, I was thinking. I feel like like a Gilligan's (laughs) Island reboot could be kind of fun. I mean, I think that they're like part of the fun of that is how schlocky it is. But I feel like they could make it kind of a little bit like the sets and stuff would be cooler now. But a little bit. I don't know. That makes sense because I think they're like redoing Bewitched, aren't they? Didn't they just announce that? That sounds right. It sounds like it could be a thing. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. Like, I don't know. Like, I think maybe... Or if they redid, like, the Partridge family, it just... Is that what it's called? The Brady Bunch? <laughs> the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're but doing well. they call it the Partridge family. So you need to watch more like, TV land, Shelby. I know. I do. I missed it all. I didn't get to watch... My parents, you know, we watched Food Network growing up and Disney Channel. They blocked oh, really? everything else. Yeah. <laughs> See, I watched growing up, I was a very odd child and watched like exclusively TV Land and the Game Show Network. <laughs> and the Game Show Network at that time was not current I did game watch shows. Some it was of like that. Yeah. it was like reruns of 70s game shows. So I watched a lot of like match game when Betty White was on it. Like that was like yeah. a lot of family feud. Yeah, well, that uh, where the creepy to guy kissed your people. taste a little bit, probably. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because okay. moving on in position number fourteen, um, we have FBI, another CBS show. Ugh. Which this was just boring to me. It was just yes. like why, you know? Because this is just a show. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's two FBI agents and they solve crimes. And if that yeah. sounds familiar, it's because it is. <laughs> It's been done every which way. I ranked this dead last because I just found yeah. it so abysmally boring that I like could not focus so on dumb. it at all. W- where was I it know, in your ranking? And it's sort of like, um, it was right. I think it was so. It was number twelve actually. But oh, wow. I think I did that because one, I hated on a lot of other shows, and two, because there's at least production value here, so I could appreciate why oh, someone yeah. who's never seen a cop show before would be into it. But for me, it's like, I just think they needed a better hook because you had like Quantico a couple years ago. Um, that's about like the graduates to the FBI program. Oh, yeah. So you have sort of a more unique focus. And this was just sort of like, okay, there's an FBI agent. And yeah. that's it. Like, that's the story. So there's no like bigger, interesting theme to follow. For real. Like at my job, a lot of times, like film, people will come into our office and they'll talk about the types of things that they're looking for because, mm-hmm. you know, we represent books and they're like, maybe we can do a show based on a book. And they're always like, we want a procedural with a with a cool hook, which is like yeah. your houses <laughs> or Quantico. There's even a couple right. of those like on this list, like the rookie is a procedural right. with a hook. This does not have a hook. It is literally like oh, the easiest procedural <laughs> to think of ever. It is like, yeah. like maybe this show would have been a hit in like 1994 when it was competing yeah. against like ER and Law and Order and other procedurals. So they did not have hooks. They were just like the first yeah. of whatever they were doing. But in 2018, 
like you need to have something a little bit more original than like an FBI agent and a house blows up. Like so dumb, so <laughs> yeah. dumb. Yeah, because it's like it wasn't necessarily badly written or badly acted that I noticed. Like actually, it stars the girl from that gymnastics movie I told you about called Stick It. <laughs> so that was fun <laughs> ah! to see her. <laughs> Good to see her getting She's, some work. Yeah. <laughs> She was doing some serious stuff with her eyebrows. She was staring off and looking morose. And it was like fine, but it was just so boring. It was sort of unforgivable for me. But I think that's that's one that got a full season order. And it's fairly well reviewed. I mean, it has like 60-ish percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which might sound low, but <laughs> compared to the rest of the <laughs> shows on It is not here. <laughs> compared to some of these. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. There's but, things like um, in the 10% range. I know, I know. But next on, we had it in the same position, Murphy Brown on wait, CBS wait, as wait, well. Wait, 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 wait. So M- Murphy Brown, which we both ranked as 11, is somehow in the 13th slot? <laughs> yeah, because the averages, it just it just played well, right, out that But that way. means that you must have ranked, because oh, I still have something low on my You have a storm coming, list. man. <laughs> You've got a storm oh, coming. So this is just I am looking play. at this list and being like, what? Like, how did these get higher than this? So, I'm so number the same, but in 13 yeah. is Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown, which is a, it's the remit. It's the reboot. I didn't see I'm the original. Terrified. I didn't care. So it's just like, it just felt a little too like, I don't know, too like self-aware almost. It made a lot of jokes to the current climate, which I'm sure it did in its, previous iteration but here it was just sort of like weird to watch a fake news show pretend to address real news and it just was sort of like not that great to me i don't know i could see how this would have done really well in like the pre-internet days where like the show is com it's sort of like an snl kind of thing where like the show is commenting yeah. on like the news cycle and it was probably like fresher back then because there wasn't as much stuff to compete with but at this point yeah. like when they're making trump jokes it's like i have heard whatever this trump <laughs> joke is 800 times on <laughs> like late night shows and on snl and online and on twitter like it just wasn't yeah. original at all i felt as yeah. much as i do love Candace Bergen yeah and it's just not doing so well it's like 38% it has a pretty low rating and I don't think it's been picked up for a full season but it hasn't been canceled yet so who knows well it it said that it had 13 episodes and I didn't know if maybe like it was only getting 13 episodes because like you know, you know, like some of these shows, if they have like bigger name people like her, they like in the contract, she might have right. said, like, I only want to do yeah. 13 episodes, <laughs> like, like we're not doing 22. So <laughs> yeah. maybe that one is. But yeah, I'm right. I would be surprised if it lasted too many more seasons. Yeah. Either. Well, speaking of you being surprised, um, here we have uh, I lost track of what number we're number on. 12. But next up is Single Parents. And you ranked this pretty dang low, I'd have to say, and you dragged this down for me. Thank the Lord. What, what did you <laughs> rank it? Because I have it at fourteen. I ranked it. I ranked it number six. Okay. What? And here's why. Oh my this gosh! Is- 
How? No. No. Okay. First of all, I would have you know that this has like 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a pretty steady rate across the board. People have enjoyed this one. And so it's a sitcom. It's about single parents who are all stuck together, you know, raising their, they're just like, it's just a comedy. They all have kids in the same class, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's great, but I do love Leighton Meester and um, the main guy whose name Taren I forgot, Killam. but I wrote it down. Yes, I thought they're really charming. I think the rest of the cast kind of mucks it up a little, but I don't know why you ranked it so low. Maybe I've watched so many sitcoms that this one seemed fairly like okay to me, you know? <laughs> I just felt like in comparison to some of the other sitcoms that I ranked higher, it, like, the characters weren't, they were, like, just too weird for me. Like, Taryn Killam's <laughs> character, like, all of the characters in this are weird in a way that's, like, it wasn't, like, sitcom enough to be sitcom. It wasn't, like, real enough <laughs> to be real. It was, I just felt like the whole thing seemed, like, a skew to me. You know what I mean? Like, it just yeah. seemed off. And Taryn yeah. Killam's character is really weird. And and I was... <laughs> but that's for the me, point. This would have been ranked lower, have not been for, like, the kids. <laughs> I felt like the kid actors in this show were much were better good. than the adults. Yeah. I, this is one I actually went back to. I gave it a few tries. I don't know if I'll... I don't... Like, I think the problem with sitcoms is they often take a little while to find their footing and to get mm-hmm. into the swing of things. So I wouldn't be surprised if this one sticks around, but it kind of lost my interest so it was sort of a hard one to place because from the pilot alone I thought it was pretty good then it kind of dropped a little so I don't know it's like it's one I can see staying but I can also understand why you didn't love it (laughs) I feel like it's also probably like of all of the sitcoms on this list I think it has the biggest names as stars yeah. because it has Leighton Meester, Taryn Killam, and Brad Garrett, who were all yeah. like big deals on other TV shows. So mm-hmm. whereas some of these other ones that I ranked higher, like have a bunch of no names in their cast, I think that yeah. this one they'll at least try to make happen as much as they can just because the cast is like a bigger, bigger name. Well, and it's ABC and they tend to be, I feel like they stick it out for these sort of shows a little bit. And so they need to find something to draw attention i don't know if they have because modern family is abc, is ABC right? and blackish yeah. is abc so they have <laughs> yeah, good stuff so and I they have youngish now find, i think yeah. or no or is that on no the CW? that's like, i don't know that's like a that's on some stupid channel i don't get but <laughs> <laughs> anyways the point is it's there i Ugh. thought it was okay and worth checking out if you're kind of bored of modern family and you're kind of like wanting some new blood after sitting through blackish for another episode so it's there <laughs> okay but then, um number this 11 is a, this is another one we ranked at the same but it dropped a little bit because of it um god friended me another cbs oh yeah god this friended one's me. about podcasting <laughs> i know i saw that and i was, I was like so this excited. is us. i know i was like he's he starts out on a podcast and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so familiar. Like, wow, look at him with his with his little <laughs> microphone stand. He's so official looking. Well, his studio 
looked a lot yeah. like it was an actual studio yeah. you're like in your closet with a microphone trying to fend a dog off so for me that was a little unrealistic oh it was totally unrealistic he like emails someone who has some sort of like network of podcasts like oh the yeah Winger or something yeah and they email back they're like make a presentation and i'm yeah. like okay cool <laughs> like i just i guess we should try that man we need to yeah. start emailing people <laughs> yeah it'll work out great so yeah. i had this at number nine we both had it at number nine yeah. i thought that this when i saw the trailer for this i thought this was going to be dead last i thought i was pleasantly surprised <laughs> that this was not as horrific as i thought it was yeah going to be. it wasn't as painful as i maybe anticipated it it felt really long i feel like this yes. could have been a half hour yeah but it's an hour long and it started to drag a little bit in the middle there but i think it's just setting up and maybe it'll kind of even out a little bit and find itself because it got a full season order so it's sticking around at least well, this year i mean because it's basically about this guy who like god supposedly friends him on like facebook <laughs> and then like tells him these people that he needs to go change their lives and it's another one of these shows yeah. where it's like everything happens for a reason <laughs> and yeah i think this is gonna get old really fast like i was fine with it in this and like it moved along i don't know it decently well in this episode but i but this is one of those shows that looking forward i'm like what is like the rest of this season (laughs) is it just 22 different episodes where he gets prompted by different people and it's sort of like he saves them in some sappy way because that feels like there's not a lot of legs there to move on. Well, like, I think people are going to get bored of, of this real quick. It's like Touched I by an grew Angel. Up, yeah, exactly. I grew up watching this show that I think was on the same channel as Touched by an Angel. I don't remember what it's called, but it really stuck with me. And it was about this guy who would get the newspaper delivered to him the day a day before. So he basically knew the future and he would go out and try to stop bad news oh from happening. Gosh. So he'd like, he'd like read about a kid, a bus full of kids that got, I don't know that was thrown into a lake and he'd go and like stop the driver or whatever and it was really like my family loved it we would just watch it all the time and it was really entertaining because it was just like he would problem solve each episode you knew the sort of format he would he would get the newspaper he'd have to figure out which ones to prioritize and then he'd have to go and try and find ways to save them and so I think that's sort of the same thing here is it's just gonna be this like basically procedural where it's just this serial show where he just has a new friend. He has to go figure out what God wants from him. And I think it's something that's been done before. There was like Eli Stone was one where oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm. he like had an aneurysm that let him see the future a little bit. And then there was one called Cupid that was like about Cupid and he no one knew if he was really Cupid or not, but he would try and set people up in these really romantic ways. So I think it like, I think there's an audience who loves these sort of weird yeah. metaphysical <laughs> things. So <laughs> I think it's no surprise that it's found an audience and it was sort of like better done than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah. I th- that does make sense. And it also has um, Siraj Sharma who is in probably best known for being in Life of Pi, but was also really good in Homeland and he's funny in this. Mm-hmm. So I was excited when... Yeah. Uh, he's like the best friend or whatever. So, yeah, I, I bumped it up a couple points because I liked him <laughs> so like, much. Fine. It was like it was like maybe if he's more and more heavily featured in these upcoming episodes, I'll like him more. <laughs> He'll be down. Okay, next up we have uh, number NBC ten top show. ten. Yeah, we finally made it. This is I feel bad, which honestly I watched this first and I did not like it at all. I thought it was really badly done. 
and I wanted to like it, but it just was messy and felt really forced and it just wasn't that funny to me. Yeah. The So did you have it lower than I did? I had it at eight. I had it at 10. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but around but the same it place. has like, it's one of the worst rated of the bunch. It has like yes. 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 0.9 rating and it's NBC's worst program on their schedule right now. <laughs> I mean, it's basically about like a mom who works at a video game uh, company. Like that's yeah. the, that's basically the hook. And I think that it the mom is is one of the moms from um Blockers and and she was like really good in that and sort of a standout, I think. And I and I guess what this show is sort of trying to be is like I'm a woman in a man's world like feminism (laughs) but really it just comes across that like she is like a kind of a shrill idiot with all of these guys (laughs) who are working at a video game company and for me that it just like did not work I mean there were I found the husband kind of funny and that's why it like is in the middle of the pack on my rankings but overall like yeah this could easily be canceled (laughs) like next week and I don't think anyone would care yeah I know it's it's not it probably won't make it I don't know if it's gotten a order for more but it shouldn't because I just I think no, everyone it, it has not elsewhere. it has not gotten a full pickup order which is miraculous yeah. speaking that I think everything else we have talked about has gotten that <laughs> yeah poor poor show but this one is gonna make you angry so buckle up because no the cool kids on Fox. What? No. I hated this show, Matt. I hated no. this. I did not. This is number 15 for me. And you dragged it up what? by placing it at number two. <laughs> I do not know what is wrong with you or who hurt you, but this is not a good show. <laughs> I, I do not. I... I can't, I'm what speechless. What do you even like about this? I thought what this show was this show? so funny to me. I, I was dying I must be an laughing. Ageist. I don't know. I must just it's, not like old people. It's <laughs> yeah. It's basically about a bunch of like four old people who are at a ner- like an assisted living center. It's not a nursing mm-hmm. home. They can still like get up mm-hmm. and move around. And yeah. for me, it was just like the perfect sitcom. Like it, every, it was it was easy to set up. I found all of the yeah. characters distinct and really funny. <laughs> Like Martin Mull is in it, who I really like. He's in Clue and Mr. Mom. Like, I don't know. It, yeah. it, for me, it just felt like a very like clean premise. It was entertaining. I think it would like <laughs> bring in like an older demographic. I can see all of the different like hijinks that these various episodes could be like very plainly to me. I don't think that there has been another <laughs> show that's kind of like this with maybe the exception of like Golden Girls, I guess. I don't know. I just I thought it was well, so engaging. Yeah, I don't know. There's like Grace and Frankie on Netflix, and I really like that show. I think it's pretty funny. Those characters are interesting to me. This one, honestly, to be fair, any show with a laugh track lost major points for me. And this one was like, I just could not get into it. I think laugh tracks. Now I'm looking because I feel like all of my top ones have laughed. They were. (laughs) (laughs) So this one was just like, yeah, I just. Maybe I just need to empathize with older people more. I don't know what it is, but I didn't care about anyone and I didn't find their stories interesting. And honestly, I couldn't 
finish the episode. I, I there. I wow, said it. I, there I we go. <laughs> Biased, but it's and it was only twenty two <laughs> minutes long, Shelby. It wasn't like a full I hour. I, I mean, to be fair, basically the whole episode is about like who can sit at their table at the assisted yeah, living exactly. center. So it's and not it necessarily so high stakes. Did you get yeah. to the part though where they send one of the guys is gay and they send him in to try to pick up the woman and he's like pretending to be like a straight person coming on? Oh my gosh, it was so funny. I was like, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> That is too funny that you found that funny. But I'm glad you liked it. Have you kept with it? No, but I was sort of like, I have it on my <laughs> list of things that I was like, I might watch this later. There's really well, only that's one funny show. Because... Uh, there's really only one show that I felt like, okay, I really want to continue watching this. And it's not necessarily the show that I put number one, but um, but I... Was it, perchance, our next one, Rel? Um, no, it wasn't. But you didn't like <laughs> this one either? Well, I did another not laugh like track. this one. It was. And I'll tell you what. You said yesterday when you sent me the list, you're like, I, the, the, like, big boots, Lisa or whatever, is the funniest <laughs> Loose thing to boots ever happen. Monica. On, yeah. Is the funniest thing to ever happen on television. And I went and I, I finished this episode for you because originally I hadn't. And I just did How not How many of these shows like have it. you just not been finishing <laughs> Those episodes are the only of Shelby? Two. Those are the-, the only two. Those are the only two. Ugh. I swear. I swear on everything. But Rel is um, starring Rel. <laughs> Lil Rel. <laughs> yeah. He's from... I know him from Get Out. He's great. Yes. He's really funny. Yes. And I was sort of interested in this one. The laugh track started and I was like, okay, I'll try it. I just... I didn't like it, and I don't think anyone else did either, so you're on your own here. Uh, Like, you say there's a laugh track, but I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's a laugh track or if it's a live studio audience. Well, okay, they're one and the same. (laughs) Well, I mean, sort of, but it's like they're very different. um, Right. uh, like like they're not like cloying it's not like fake laughs it's just that there's people right. there watching it and the set on this this was so bad that i was like this is probably like a live studio it's audience. definitely a live studio it was that's true i just think what bothers me when there is the live studio is the pause for laughter and i think rel i think some of the shows were better at it than others but rel for me really struggled because i felt like a lot of the actors were like waiting for the laughs and it it just kind of drove me nuts it was just like not the laughs were not deserved and I think that's part of my problem with laugh tracks is like in how I met your mother and friends you can kind of like you almost forget about the laugh tracks because they aren't the laugh the live audience or whatever because they aren't like abrasive and like oh that is so funny loose boots lol anytime you mention this it's gonna just gonna be dying from laughter but it just like felt more forced here and a little bit too in my face. Oh my god! I think you have a bias against <laughs> laugh tracks. I think if you would I watch both of these do. shows without a laugh track, they without would. Oh it, my god! I might. I found it but so they made the choice. <laughs> yeah, I I tried and I went back to watch your favorite moments too, and I was just like. Loose I just didn't boots, think it was Monica. that funny. She's so <laughs> funny. I found all of the characters in this show, like, I loved the best friend. I loved the brother. Mm. Loose Boots mm-hmm. Monica. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, and then he also plays yeah. the pastor. That, like, church scene yeah, where he's, he like, did. calling out. Yeah. I I just loved that as well. 
Uh, yeah. Wow. People, you know, it's doing, it's pretty middle of the pack for yeah. this one. Yeah, this, it is. This as far as it goes. It so it's not like losing viewers, but it's not really rocking it. A lot of the reviews were not positive. They feel like he needs to try harder or do better. And I agree, but <laughs> I'm glad wow. you enjoyed it. Yes. Uh <laughs> And then the next one in the similar case was The Neighborhood, which is another um, laugh track slash there. There's laughter on the track. So whether that's a live audience or just someone in a computer adding it, it was happening. But this one is about a white family moving into a black neighborhood and kind of butting heads with their neighbors. And I had it at seven. Yeah, it comes I had it out at, eight, at seven, so, so we're on <laughs> yeah. the same page with this. Yeah, one. you can't be mad. I know, and it's too bad because Maxfield Green um, from New Girl, she he was amazing in New Girl, the funniest part of New Girl. I really think he's struggling here. I don't know if this is a great fit for him, but he's trying, trying really hard. Yeah, I with this show, it, I mean, it had its moments that were funny. I'm just sort of not sure how much there there is in like a white person right. moving into a black neighborhood like like i feel like yeah, all like of the jokes that can be like milked from that were in this episode and i don't see <laughs> i don't understand how it's going to move yeah. forward like i can see how on paper you would think this was a good premise but i don't know how like right. we're gonna get 22 episodes here <laughs> yeah my favorite part was the like i think the younger son of the black family, he was very funny to me. He was more like energetic and he was just like, he was the best comedic timing, the best all around for me. He kind of elevated the show a little bit, but I'm kind of mad about the next one, honestly. And that's because you really dragged it down. I am looking at my list in like, I, we only have six shows left and some of my, some of them on my list are very low. So I don't understand <laughs> how, like, I, I'm so confused. Yeah. But yes, number well, six. Okay. What is it? Number six is The Rookie, which you, <laughs> you put at like number 12 and this is number two for me. Okay. This is shocking to me. Shocking. Because as I was watching it, I was like, Shelby is going to hate this. Like, this is the (laughs) anti-est Shelby of a show I have ever seen. Wait, why? So it's about about a cop. An old middle-aged guy decides he wants to be be a police officer. And so he he becomes a cop and no one likes him because they think he's wrecked. He, they think it's bad news to have this old of a guy on the on the streets, but well, and it's what, and it's it? Nathan Fillion who was in Castle, yes! which was also on ABC. And basically, I... when that show ended, they were like, "Well, we need another show for him." So what's yes. it going to be? So they shoehorn him in to this <laughs> to this weird procedural where he is like the one old person on a show that's all like very <laughs> yeah. hot young twenty something yes. police no, officers. It's true, and it it's turns true. out that, that he. As like an almost 50 year old man is like dating one of the 20 year old police girls yes you cannot tell me that 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 is a shelby approved plot i know i hated that part i honestly as soon as it happened i was like ew gross that is disgusting why do they have to do this this is dumb and i get that i understand and this isn't one of my greatest shows of all time but of this sad collection of new fall tv i enjoyed it one because i really do love nathan fillion i think he's such a charismatic dude and he clearly carries this show like he 
I love that he takes these procedural shows that are very serious and usually very dry and dramatic and he makes them more fun and he just gives energy to them. And I loved Castle. And this actually, I thought the premise wouldn't work. I thought the shtick would be sort of like dumb by the end, but I kind of, I find it really endearing. I don't know. Aside from oh the love gosh. story, which I hope ends and just like never gets revisited, I just enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> oh my! This is embarrassing, Shelby. Also, all of the it scenes with him like running or him like tackling somebody, like yes, the whole He's time I was watching this trying. was like was like exactly. I was like, this is a this is like an old actor like des- who is like out of shape, <laughs> desperately trying it. to be like in, no no this no is bad. this is a well-reviewed show this has like 70 percent on rotten tomatoes people uh, enjoy this one okay uh, so i'm right and you're wrong i thought i knew what you stood for shelby but i I've was wrong visited this your I've values seen, i've kept up with mm. it it has you've been t- what fun. you've watched yes. more episodes i've this? watched more no, i am shelby. not ashamed <laughs> I just think he's so charismatic. I love Nathan Fillion. Oh, my gosh. He's doing... And this is the good news, is he got a haircut from the pilot to the second episode, so he looks a lot better. If if it came out that Nathan Fillion was, like, a sexual offender, I would not be surprised. Like, he (gasps) has that all over him. He is so creepy. Get out of here. No. That is not true. He's the nicest guy. No, Mm -mm, no. mm -mm, I refuse it. mm, That is... What uh, is that based on? uh, What is that positive? He is so creepy. What has he done? Well, well. No one would agree with you on that. He played a creepy weatherman in Modern Family. No! Oh, my word. People love him. He shows up to, like, Comic-Con, and he's just the nicest guy. I'm sure he... Are there young girls at Comic-Con? Oh, my gosh. No, Mm. I'm not Mm. getting into this with Mm. you. He is a national treasure, okay? Mm, Okay, okay. Okay. I would like to go on the record, and when when it comes out, we can go back, and you can put this on our social media feed that I predicted it early. But, okay. I would just be heartbroken. Number five. Number Number five. five. Number five is um, Happy Together on CBS, which was a surprise for me. I ranked this at number four, so it's right about where I would put it. I ranked it at number 10. I know. So this is the one about a, a pop star who decides to crash at this, you know, settled married couple's suburban home. And it stars, um, <laughs> wait, I forgot his name, but I love him. Damon he was Wayans. also a new girl. Yes. And he was in my, one of my favorite canceled too soon shows, Happy Endings. He oh, is yeah. so funny. I just, I think he's so good. He's just so charismatic and just entertaining to watch. And he really plays well in this role as like the derpy suburban dude who wishes he was still cool. And this was one where the laugh track didn't bother me as much. So victory for laugh tracks. You're this welcome. Is, this is shocking to me. <laughs> this is this is shocking because I was watching this and he was my least favorite part of the show by no! far. He was so like hammy and like desperate for like but a you laugh. Have to be. That's the whole point of laugh track shows to me is like you have to be more like it has to be like physical humor almost. And you didn't like friggin' Loose Boots Monica? She was hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh. This guy, no, he, he, done he's, about that. 
that. There is a scene where he's like, we went out to a club last night and, oh, I'm too old for that. And he falls asleep with his face in the cereal bowl. That is the kind of, that is the kind of comedy that you are ranking high. It knows, it knows exactly what it is and it does it That's what it is. No. This has not been picked up. And it had horrible ratings. The only bad person in the show was the mom, the white mom who showed up and I was like, GTFO lady, like you're bad. Just get out. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, she was also bad. I just... I mean, it's also a fun storyline because it was produced by um, Harry Styles from One Direction, and it's loosely, loosely, loosely inspired by this time where he crashed on one of his like producers or someone's in in his like basement for two years because he just wanted to live a normal life. So it's like very loosely connected to Harry Styles, which I think makes it more entertaining and fun, anyways. I'm not if ashamed. If you say so. If you say it. <laughs> yeah. I think our listeners will be able to judge based on our opinion which <laughs> ones of us have good taste and which don't. And I yeah. think Loose Boots Monica is yeah. going to come away no. as the winner. Okay. Yeah. We'll take a poll. Everybody go watch Rel. It is Loose so Boots funny. Monica. Loose Boots Monica. Okay. But anyways, then we have... Um, we only have four shows left. And I am actually... <laughs> They're all in my top six, okay. so I feel like we're yeah. doing good. So you're okay. And a couple of them, yeah. I am like shocked that we're this good. Like I thought, oh, I a know. couple of these, I thought were going to be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, so next up we have NBC's New Amsterdam, which is you ranked it at number six, I ranked it at number seven. So it's pretty much where we put it, I think. Um, it went higher just because there were so many bad shows. <laughs> so, because so many <laughs> so of us were were shows. dragging things down <laughs> by ranking up yeah. at the bottom of the list. Yeah. I know, but um, so this is just it's a you know another medical drama. This guy comes into a old hospital and tries to shake things up by being like, "We're in the business of helping people." <laughs> and I've got to say, if I was doing this off of the pilot alone. I actually really enjoyed the pilot. I thought it was fun. I thought the guy was pretty like charismatic. I thought the cast was okay. But I ended up going back to give it a second chance. And I watched the second episode. And I was like, oh, this lost its footing. Like, I don't think it'll sustain itself very well. So it kind of fell a few spots for me. Yeah, I... I was sort of like, uh, medical drama. Like, I don't know if I'm going to like this very much, but I was like sort mm-hmm. of taken with a lot of the characters. I thought that they were fun and like popped off the screen. Yeah. There was a Coldplay song in it. So that automatically raised <laughs> yeah. it a couple points for me. Yeah. Right. I felt like it was like, there was, I would watch, I would like gladly watch more episodes of this. Like it was very yeah. watchable. And I feel like this is something that my parents would be like, yeah, like let me like sign me up to watch this. It's like interesting. It's not too like cloying. It's not, yeah. it's not like, uh, like too boring. Like there's stuff going on. The weird plot line where they're basically like guilting somebody into taking a foster child. I didn't necessarily love, but <laughs> otherwise yeah. I thought it was great. I forgot about that. And there were just enough characters, you know, like I feel like I get lost lost in Grey's Anatomy because there's like 27 people Uh, all like in love triangles and there was just like yeah (laughs) there was just like like five people and honestly there was like this storyline about a black doctor who hooked up with a white doctor and then was like actually I really I only want to date black women and I thought that was like really interesting oh yeah that was interesting 
and then the the main character it turns out like you know he's coming to shake things up but then spoiler alert he has cancer and so you're like whoa you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i thought it was like it did a lot of things right it felt like middle of the road as far as television in general goes but it was good it was fine but on this list it was great yeah on this list it was top five (laughs) top four um Top Only four. You're three right, left. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Number three, we have All American from CW, which uh, this is uh, talking about copycats. This is clearly a ripoff of Friday Night Lights mixed with a heavy dose of the OC. Like, it's pretty much the story of OC, but with football players. Like, but was I you- there for it? <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> This is the one show on the list that I was like, it's number four on my list. But this is the show that in like the days since watching this, I'm sort of like, I want to watch another episode of that. Like it's, it has the like one tree hill feel to it. I like all the characters (laughs) and sort of what you were saying about like, there's just enough characters and they're engaging. And also some of these pilots, like, um, I felt like we're kind of like closing in on themselves. Like they were using up all of their material in like the first episode. Like I think the neighborhood or whatever was one of those where this felt like by the end of the episode, I could, I could easily give this a season. There's so many interesting things that are going on and interesting dynamics and characters that I was like, yes, more of this, more of this, more of this. It's like a Riverdale. That's not as weird. (laughs) Yeah. I think the CW gets a bad rap for being like cheesy or badly done, but honestly, Honestly, what they do best is character-driven shows. And I think um, this is another one where it's clearly like it's about the characters. And that's that's hard to come by these days in a lot of network television shows where it's all about like, oh, what splashy bomb can we blow up or can we have Magnum P.I. flying from space? Like here it's just about a football kid who's the fish out of water at a new Beverly Hills high school. So it's been done before. It's familiar, but it seems like just unique enough and interesting enough to engage people. Except surprisingly, it hasn't like it hasn't. It has a great rating. Rotten Tomatoes loved it. 91%. It's the highest rated of the bunch. Well reviewed, but it only has a 0.2 Nielsen rating. Well, here's the thing to consider. So CW is like lumped in with these other with the other mm-hmm. four networks sort of as like network TV, but it is at like a substantially lower level in like viewership. Yeah. So, so the numbers there are going to be a lot lower than like the network TV sh- shows for whatever reason. I almost didn't put the CW mm-hmm. shows on the list for things for us to watch for this, but it was only one show. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. like we can do this. And I really liked it. So I'm glad we did, but I don't think that the, I don't think that the numbers that it has now will necessarily get it like kicked off the air anytime in the immediate future yeah i just think it's interesting i'm not sure if a football show is gonna find it's like audience at the cw like you know but these are kids who barely watch, like... about football <laughs> i mean right i'm just curious if it'll like be able to sustain itself in a you know a sea of you, you have like Supergirl and like all these weird, <laughs> I don't know oh, what's yeah. on CW still, but Arrow. it just seems sort of like they took a risk. Like it was admittedly different for CW. And so it'll be interesting to see if it'll stick it out or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I hope it does. We'll I'll see. If yeah, it does, I'll, be I'll probably watch. <laughs> I'll probably keep watching it. Also, it's like, it's another yeah. one of those shows where it's like, 
even in the pilot, they have everybody in like bikinis and uh, bathing suits. So you know <laughs> that's going to be like, uh, like, like yeah, people it's are going to be watching it's for that. CW. Yeah. yeah, they're beautiful, beautiful kids. But it's a lot of twenty-eight-year-old like high 28, schoolers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're all looking very fabulous. Yes. But number two, if we're ready for it, is A Million Little Things on ABC, which this is my number one, I'm going to be honest. It was top of the pick for me. <laughs> so it was your number one. I had it at number five. Yeah. Uh, I was... So this is basically This Is Us, except one of the people commits suicide and everyone's left to deal with the drama. Yeah. And... It was overpromoted. It was like, I mean, I watched The Bachelor, so that's part of the problem. But it was on ABC was really shoving this down your throats. So we kind of like hate watch it, but we've stayed with it and it's okay. (laughs) I thought that this was going to be horrible. Like, because I saw the ads and they have signs all over the city. And I was like, oh my gosh, this looks like a bad This Is Us. It's going to be a nightmare. I sort of like watched it early on in the list just because I thought it was going to be so bad and I was going to enjoy how bad it was. And I was actually (laughs) mildly impressed with like the, there's a lot of quick dialogue. It's funny. There's a lot of different plots going on. I am wondering how it's going to sustain itself in later episodes because there's about 15 twists in the first episode and I don't know how they're (laughs) going to keep up with that. But I was down for it. It seems like they're struggling. I know because in later episodes it's all sometimes it's like oh why did he kill himself and other times they just like forget he's dead and it's just like about their current drama. Mm -hmm. So it will be sort of interesting to see how they stick with it because it seems to imply he knew, I mean, he knew he had a plan. He knew he was going to kill himself and he had a big reason why, you know, it's like, oh, what is he doing? What is he teaching us type thing? Which is a little weird for me. But I mean, I love um, the guy from Psych is in this and Allison Miller is a great character. I think there's a lot of, well, I don't know if they're great characters, but interesting. Yeah. And it's been sort of like fun to watch. I don't know if it's a great show and no one else really likes it, but it's been, you know, it's, it's found its footing. It got a full season order and it, it has kept up. It's like, fairly stable rating so yeah it'll probably yeah. stick the, around the everything that happens for a reason bit of it is sort of what made <laughs> me rank it a little bit lower just because yeah. i felt like like he's committing suicide and then like has a reason i don't know it it feels right. like it's it might be one of those shows it. yeah that and i'm not about that but yeah <laughs> but yes it was and, and yeah. there was a line about how they hated bruno mars which i was definitely there for that so <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, that puts at the top of the pack for us. The kids are all right, which is yes! an ABC sitcom uh, based in the 80s, 70s, 80s. 70s. It's based 60s, in the 70s. 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 <laughs> 1972. I'm so excited because this is the this is what I ranked number one. What did you have this at? I know. I had it at number five. Okay. Honestly. It was like, it's like a good one. It was surprising to me. The promotions for it made me think it would be more about the mom, but it's from the perspective of the kids. So it's just like, it's basically the white version of um, Fresh Off the Boat, which is the 90s review of a family drama, family comedy. Yeah, I've never seen that. So it's basically. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It's uh, well, this is, it's um, it's like a mom and a dad and eight sons. And it's. 
It's set in the 70s. I feel like all of the different... It's like Midwest. Well, it's not Midwest. It's set in California, but it's sort of like Midwestern like values, like middle class. And I am a sucker for anything that's like... (laughs) That's like Midwestern, like middle class. Yeah, like this this is like the middle if it happened in the 70s and had a bigger family. And and I'm just like (laughs) such a sucker for that. And I felt like for a show that has like two parents and eight boys they did a really nice job at like differentiating these different sons and i felt like they a lot of them stood out and were like fun characters i think i feel like there's a lot of ground to use this in upcoming episodes like there's a lot of things that they can milk with it the main son wants to get into show business which i think is also kind of like a funny angle and could have a lot of (laughs) dividends later on yeah so i was no i think it'll do i think it'll do pretty well for itself it's well reviewed it's well rated i think it's you know it's one of those shows that's already exists so it's like people will watch it and they'll enjoy it and it's just like yeah it's fine. <laughs> and I think it's like a good rival. I feel like what it is most similar to is maybe like Young Sheldon, which I think is in the same like oh, no. time frame. But I think that which I have never seen. But this seems like a lot yeah. more like down to earth and fun than Young Sheldon. Right. So I'm I hoping this yes. like steals some of its thunder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, this is on ABC for one and Young Sheldon is a CBS show. So yes, it should do okay. And yeah, I mean, I think the general theme of this episode has just been these are just okay. You know, it's like nothing's going to rock your socks off, but well, Rel was pretty some good. Okay ones. <laughs> loose Boots okay. Monica will rock your socks Stop off. Stop it with the Loose Boots <laughs> Monica. Oh my word. Is that going to uh, be your Halloween costume next year? <laughs> uh, if the show doesn't get canceled, yes, maybe I'll go with yeah. Loose Boots Monica. <laughs> I'll go as Louis Woods Monica to the office next year and then go to Chipotle. And then when they're like uh, $6 for readable, (laughs) like what's your costume? I'll be like Louis Boots Monica from the pilot of the (laughs) of the canceled sitcom Rel. You don't know it. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I look forward to that. But we made this it through. This has been quite the doozy. I, I know. know. Quite the lengthy episode. Yes. But well, we had we, we did had a all lot the hard work through. for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's Matt's fault for making us watch the CBS shows. But <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> but it's they fine. were so bad. They were good, weren't they? I mean, maybe yeah. not. But <laughs> it yeah. was it was not bad watching one know. episode. If I had to watch all the episodes of Magnum PI that come out this year, I would like, you know, <laughs> jump off a cliff. But watching yeah. one, I was able to like sort of text and half watch my way through it. Yeah. Definitely. And you didn't even yeah, watch Twitter all of them. So of you're right. I didn't. And I I respect my choice. It was for my own mental health. And sometimes you just have to make those calls, you know? Uh, so. Well, I guess real quick <laughs> to end the episode, shall we do it, love it or hate it? Yes, I thought to cleanse the palate a little, I would share one of the net, one of the network shows that I have loved, Superstore, which you tried to come at me about on Twitter <laughs> and I was not having it because <laughs> this show is surprisingly good and very sweet and I made my husband watch it and he's addicted now and he thinks it's very funny and it's just a good replacement for Parks and Rec and like The Office. It has that similar like feel good, quirky character sitcom feel, but it basically takes place in a in a Walmart. It's like a Walmart knockoff and it's just about the characters there and <laughs> it's funny there are some good characters 
does it like come into its own more? Because when the show came out, I yes. thought, oh, this looks like funny. I I like yeah. worked retail, so I feel like it would be a fun inside. I really liked Ugly <laughs> Betty, so I thought I would watch it. And I watched the first couple episodes and just was not into it at all. But you think it gets better later yeah, on? Yeah, it definitely does. I feel like it was the same journey as Parks and Rec, which really was hard for me at first. I was just like, this isn't, the tone's not working. Like, what's happening? But I think they found their footing, especially in the like second season like I think it's good in the first half the second half of the first season but then by the second season it's really confident the characters are really like strong and they make more sense and America Ferrera is so good like I just love her I think she's so talented and she plays such a great like straight grumpy character it's just yeah I think it's good I think you'd like it I don't know it's hard to say given your taste in these shows but (laughs) (laughs) But I would hope there's something there for you. But for people who are thinking, should I check out one of these shows they mentioned in this episode? I would say, yeah, watch Superstore. (laughs) Yes. Well, there you go. Watch Superstore. First, a recommendation of something not to watch. um, Don't bother going to the theaters (laughs) and seeing Bad Times at the El Royale, (laughs) which is a movie that I had been looking forward to for like months. I was so excited. I loved the trailer. I thought it was going to be great. I thought it was going to be like a really kind of like pulpy, like all the villains at one hotel and like who's going to screw each other over and like that kind of uh, a vibe. Like the hateful eight. Yeah, sort of, but like more fun even, you know, because the hateful eight is sort of like dour, (laughs) but I... I thought like this yeah. was just going to be like take all of your favorite like fun TV villains put them all in a hotel and like see what happens <laughs> kind of like a hijinks movie and it ended yeah. up being like very slow very long it's like two and a half hours and sort of just like a philosophical piece about like what it means to be a good human and what it means to be a bad human and (laughs) all of these people ending up at a hotel asking each other these questions and it was just so uh, like so mind crushingly like not fun and not what I expected that I left very disappointed I think if I had never seen a trailer for this and went in I would have liked it better but having high expectations is like a curse if the movie is not great that's too bad i haven't heard great things so i avoided it but good call you always give weird stuff a chance so (laughs) (laughs) but that's fine that's great i'm glad you went you have amc a list so it's not like it cost you anything oh yeah no free totally free yeah you're Mm -hmm. fine you're fine (laughs) well i'm glad we got to do this even though it meant watching like 14 hours of television I never would have otherwise. I think this was a year with a lot of new TV shows. I feel like if we did this next year, we would have maybe yeah. like 10 to, to deal with instead of 16. <laughs> yeah. This seemed like a lot. Yeah. But thank you I for know, it was a lot. watching all of these. And thanks, listeners, for lasting this long. I think this is our longest <laughs> podcast. Which, yes. Uh, which it, but yeah, it was it's worth it because to we told you none of them are good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we told you listen to us and not watch any of these shows so you just saved yourself (laughs) a lot of time if you have gotten to the end of this and you just think we're hilarious and fun you can um rate review subscribe on apple itunes podcasts um uh, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else. Also, we have a lot of social media. Tell them about it, Shelby. Yes. We have Instagram, Twitter, sometimes Facebook, and it's all at PS You're Wrong. So come on. 
like <laughs> and follow us. Plus, I think we're going to be doing a giveaway soon. So ah! this song. <laughs> so exciting. We are giving away a pair of loose boots. So if you want a no. pair of loose oh my boots. Gosh. That. I swear, the next time you mention that, I'm going to send you like a turd in the mail. What? Like I'm so over this. Like you gotta stop. Oh. Let it go, man. I'm gonna send you a glitter bomb or something. Oh my god! I'm send you a <laughs> potato. What? What are those things? They like have these mail-in systems. You can send your enemies. I'm a gonna potato? Google the top three, and that's yeah. one of them. Why? Yeah. I don't know, because it's just insulting to get a potato in the mail. I'll look it up. You'll see. You'll feel it when I send it to you. I'm not opening anything that comes from you. That's that's uh, well. Thanks for listening, guys. Anonymously, yeah. Nobody sends me mail, Shelby. If I get a potato-shaped package, I'm not opening it from you. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Ugh. <laughs>